You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Psyched by MG. This is Mary Grace Randazzo Ratliff, or MG for short. I've been a psychotherapist in private practice for 32 years now. Guess what, everyone? We all have issues. So it's time to lighten up and move forward. Let's stop letting our crap control us and take control of our crap. Hello, Barbara. Hello, sister. How are you? I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing. How are you doing? You Good. look Happy awesome. Friday. You oh, look thank awesome. You. I'm in the jungle here. See the zebras? I love. I and love. You see, and you see the leopards? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, we've got some bees too. There's a bees. Oh, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all animals and natured out right now. I tell you, it's it a looks turn. wonderful. I have to do Thank something you. with the backdrop. I, I have to like get creative. I have not had my creative juices going at all, so I have to do something. I think. Yeah, um, we can work on something for you. Yes, something. We gotta, we gotta figure out something that's gonna match the personality. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, bringing yep. my heritage maybe a little bit too, and you know, just right. that you know is neat to look at. Right. So for oh. me, like the significance of the zebra is that that's my family totem, oh. and the thing is, I love it. I always think how amazing these things work because zebra is the untamed horse, the ultimate untamed horse. Can't tame a zebra. Uh, they tried, they've tried. You cannot, and so it's it, it's so much of. I think it kind of represents me so yes, many in so many does. ways. Just like totally wild creature. Yeah. Try to tame me, get kicked in the teeth. That's how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So oh, I love it. Goodness. I love it. Um, well, before I forget, everybody, this is where you can uh, find Psyched by MG. And you can find, you know, African Auntie. Genetic um, African Auntie is on the same platforms. Yeah. Um, Barbara Nangami. Um, it is on Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. Um, of course, Detroit Podcast. Um, so there's all these different places right here on Facebook. Um, and we we really would appreciate if you are listening to it, even if you only listen to 15 minutes, five minutes. If you could give us a like uh, or subscribe, we um, will greatly, greatly appreciate it. And then, of course, we always encourage people to um, give us a comment, send us a message. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we will definitely hear your needs uh, and your wants because we care about, you know, what everybody's going through, especially this year, 2020. Um, Whoo, we're about, we, we're about to shut that down. Um, we are about to shut that down. 2020 is, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're about to say bye. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. I almost said something else. I had to like, I had to reel myself in there because I was watching. Don't it. let that door hit you in the ass on the way out. Yeah, exactly. Let yeah. it go. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Be gone. It has been one tough year. And, you know, this show tonight, uh, you know, dealing with all of that, Barbara and I were talking and um, we wanted to talk about, and, and the title of the show tonight is, it's the thought that counts, um, your intentions around gift giving, uh, 
because especially this year with it being so tough, um, people have been stressed to the max for a number of different reasons. And I do think that stress gives us a different perspective on things. You know, yeah. we've been dealing with the pandemic, fear of being sick, having family members get sick, having deaths in families, um, the all the political issues that have caused so much stress for people. People are just functioning in stress. And now we have the holidays. And we can definitely appreciate what we do have. Um, and all year I've been saying, you know, people think outside of the box. Um, so now it's holiday time. It's Christmas time. Hanukkah starts, I think, Saturday. Uh, gifts are, are a part of things. And yet people have financial stress. Um, and right. I, Sorry to interrupt you there, Mary yep. Grace. The thing that comes to my mind literally is, you know, as we're getting into the holidays, um, the thing that comes to my mind is um, one thing COVID has taught me is um, what is of value? What is of value? And what it's taught me is that at the end of the day, material things are nice. Don't get me wrong. Look at my, look at my ring, look at my bling, okay? Look at my glasses. I mean, I like nice things, okay? The zebra women love nice things, right? But this COVID season has given me such perspective on what are things of value? What are the things that are of value that you cannot place a dollar amount on? And for me, this particular holiday, my baby sort of said, okay, we're, we're doing gift lists. What do you want? I said, nothing. Yeah. I have everything that I want and I have everything that I need right here in this house. You guys, my mom, your dad, your, gra- your grandma, we, we, those are the things for me this year yeah. that matter most. Because when I think of other people's losses, the loss of life out there, for many, this will be the first Christmas without so-and-so, the first Hanukkah without auntie or uncle so-and-so, or without mom and dad, or without son or daughter without auntie and uncle, those things are not lost on me. And why I wanted us to maybe talk about intentional gift giving this year is that to go back to the basics and the meaning of what these holidays are, which is there are time to bond and connect. And yeah, we've done sessions where we talked about how for a lot of people, it's really a time to bond and connect with people they'd rather not see or not have. But if we switch that a little and look at it from a different perspective and say, yes, so-and-so is bothersome. Yes, so-and-so is intolerable. But can I for a few days just be in gratitude for their life? Can I for just a few days be in gratitude for the fact that they are there to irritate me? They are here to piss me off because the alternative is they could have gone. And that's that and so final. And so in terms of gifts, my gosh, yes, people have taken a financial hit. But if we switch our perspective on what the real gift is this holiday season, I think if somebody got it, well, I don't know about you, but I'm sure there are people who, if they got just a card with a pin that says, 
you are the best or I appreciate you or thank you for being my friend, I think a lot of people would value that. Yes. And I think the gift of connection is so important. Um, It's been such a hard year. And like you said, it's a gift of good intention. And connection right now is so important. There's so many ways to do that. That, you know, just stop for a moment. You know, the holidays produce impulsivity, chaos. People are reactionary versus taking action. And so I think the first step is stop long enough to think about connection and intention when you go to gift somebody. And when you think about that, think about what is the connection that the person needs. Are they alone? Are they isolated? Do you need to figure out a way to do a call, a Zoom call, to sit in the park, to sit in their driveway? Um, Connection, especially for those that are so isolated and feeling Mm -hmm. hopelessness, despair, loss due to death, um, job loss, fear, Um, the greatest, the greatest gift with the best intention is that connection. And um, that we don't spin out of control with what's the best gift. Yeah. Material gift. Because right now, you know, we've been talking about this for weeks, Barbara. People are so stressed out. People are weary People are fatigued. People can't wait till 2020 gets the hell out of here. Um, and, and so, you know, we're talking about let's speak to that as far as the gifts that don't cost any money, huh. you know, and to also get those creative juices going to really, you know, make you know, I'm thinking of the little ones making, you know, grandma the love letter, you know. That's what I was doing. Our our girls, they're not so little anymore, but they have a tradition among themselves. um, And that tradition actually started because of me saying, I don't want anything. Mom, for your birthday, I don't want anything. What do we so they got creative. They're like, she doesn't want us to buy her anything. We're going to make something. We'll create something. So they'll paint uh, they'll they'll do cards and now because the cards get more and more facetious each year as I've grown older. But do you know it means so much more for me to have and I collect them. I've collected these cards and these pieces of art over the years because they are such sentimental value to you cannot go and buy me a three hundred dollar purse uh in exchange for these things that my children have made for me over the years. Uh, sorry, take a purse, go give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. I would rather have this handwriting of my babies over the years and being able to look at it and the pictures. And, and I know that with every year they grow, they're teenagers now and soon they're going to be out of home. And I know that if they carry on this little tradition of things, I still won't want anything from them except those cards that they make me. 
I know. You know what I mean? It's and so I think of people terrible. like, they're making cards too. We have an elder community not far from here, near Green Hills. And uh, the tradition of Green Hills has always, at this time of year, is to go and sing carols, is to, you know, take, take cookies and, and feast with the residents, the elderly in there and sing for them and do skits for them. It's not going to happen this year. So my daughters have said, well, what if we just make a bunch of cards? We can't go there, but we can certainly deliver them. Yeah. And, and, and we, can, we, can, we can cheer them up because these are the people who will definitely not be able to go home to their families for Christmas this year. Whereas perhaps in other years, they've been able to do that. Probably this year they're not. Oh, um, we're thinking about, you know, St. Joe's Hospital where um, my husband works and thinking, what could we do for his staff? What could we do for the nurses on the cardiology unit? Same ideas. I don't know. Let's just create something really silly yeah. and crazy. Maybe something they can hang in their, in, in their waiting room that gives them the giggles every single time. And that'll cheer up their patients who have to go in. So again, it's just thinking outside the box, getting creative, and it's the pure intention behind what you're doing. It's not going to cost us anything to get some cardstock, maybe get some magazines, cut some stuff out, and really create something that they can just go and hang in their waiting room and cheer up their patients, cheer them up too. And just to know that, you know what, there's, there's some people who think of us enough to sit and spend the time creating something other than rather than just going to a store and picking a generic card and saying, Oh, I'll then pick a box of chocolates. Generic. Let's just give it to them. It's easy to do that. Yeah, and mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But for me, it's, it's really, this year has been so pivotal in me looking at those minutiae, looking at those small things that we can sometimes take for granted yes. and appreciating them. Yeah. And you know, that that's getting beyond ourselves to see what our communities need at this time and then to not forget because I'm watching your face as you're talking about this and how much joy you have in your heart as you do this. And so we have to remember that when you give a gift like that, it is a gift for yourself as well. Oh, absolutely. It is beyond. You know, uh, years ago when my kids were smaller, I used to always go to the 7-Eleven and get pumpkin spice coffee. They had the best coffee roast. And um, I would talk to the woman behind the counter, you know, every time I go in every morning and get my coffee. And uh, I said, oh, it's Christmas time. How are you doing? How's your your shopping? And she said, well... This year is going to be really tough. We we had to move out of our apartment, so I really don't have money for the kids. And she was the nicest woman. You would never know. She was so bubbly and happy every time I went in there. So I was so shocked. And it really touched me. And I went home and I said, oh, that, that nice lady at 7-Eleven. I said, she's, she's struggling this year. And yeah. um, my kids went and got their piggy banks. And said, Mom, you know, this is how much money we have. Let's go get the kids something for Christmas. How beautiful. And, and they said, or should we just give her the money so she could buy the, ki- the, the kids gifts? Right. And so, of course, I said, you know what? I'm going to put in this much. You guys put in that much. We'll put it in little gift bags. Maybe get a little stuffed animal or something and give it to the kids. 
they were beyond excited. The whole car ride, they vibrated. And they were praying that she was there because we once we got it all done, we drove over. And I just remember, I will never forget the joy that I felt. I was proud of my children and the joy I felt by watching the joy that they experienced by doing this for this woman. And then, you know, she was so shocked. Um, and she, you know, she just loved it. They drew pictures and put them in the bag and she was just so shocked. I will never forget it. And, and it helped my kids, you know, as we get older, you know, we have our donations that we do. We have our things that we right. do every year right. yeah. um, that makes us feel really good. That is essential. And so if people can stop long enough in this stress, if you're experiencing stress in the pain that you're experiencing, just to remember what giving something like that does for you, as well as the person receiving it. And the hope that's spread, you know, that whole time period in which we did random acts of kindness. Yes. Do you remember that? I can't remember if that was the nineties. It was really, really big. And so People were, you know, I, I was in, in a, a ice cream place, <laughs> shouldn't have been. And <laughs> the person that had it. Was, yeah, you just said ice cream and I salivated. There we go. Yeah. And it was, I think, Stucci's back then in Ann Arbor. And this person was just struggling. And, and I, you know, said, please take care of their ice cream. And the person was so stunned. And I said, no, no, this is a random act of kindness. All I ask is that you pass it on to someone else. And just the look in their face. I mean, I wanted to just stand there all day and just buy people's ice cream. Like that's because I was so warm from their reaction and how stunned they were by a simple act. It really, I think... It's about that, especially this Christmas. Hold the door for somebody. Wish them a happy holiday. Um, check in on people. Get creative. Do Like you said, do the art projects. Do the car thing. I think anything that is, not, that is out of the norm, that has uh, different parts of, you know, parts of your brain that you don't normally use firing. That's a beautiful thing because it, it, it just ignites the spark. It's simple things like at the grocery store. I was at the grocery store yesterday. I was so tired at the end of the day. I ended up at the grocery store. But I have made it intentional that when I talk to the, 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 the people who check me out, I make eye contact. Even behind the mask, I will smile. But the eye contact is so critical. And the, the, the genuine question, how are you doing? Yeah. And they're always taken aback. Well, I've got big eyes too. You know, you see my yeah. big eyes. <laughs> so, I've, I've, so I've got these big eyes, right? And then I hold your gaze. They're not accustomed to that. They're accustomed to people behind the mask who may as well have the mask covering their whole face because all they are is... <laughs> and we know I get it because I'm, yeah, I'm a germaphobe too. Yeah, and I, I want in and out. But then I was like, we're losing our humanity by this walking around like this and trying to get away so much. So I intentionally will, when I'm unloading my groceries, will look up and ask the question to the person. We can't smile at each other what you see, but you can see my eyes. 
You can see what, what my intention is for you. You can see the genuine question of how are you really? No, I'm, this is not rhetorical, but how are you? It makes such a huge difference to see the shifts in people. Even the shoulders relax a little bit more. Yeah. And they hold your gaze just a little bit longer as well as if to say, is this really happening? And that appreciation for that human connection that you talk about so much. Yes. It, I think this is the thing is you have to set the intention. Like, when, you know, just be in the present moment every time you're moving around so that your intention to, to care for somebody or be there for somebody or be the light or be the one person who's actually shown care that day. Because you could be the only one that day who's shown this person care. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people are walking around. People are walking around carrying stuff that we know nothing about. No. And so this is where that kindness and intentionally being kind is so important this time of year. And, you know, it's such a time that, you know, I've, (laughs) I I was telling Matthew, I I think I was Santa Claus in another life because, (laughs) you know, I'm a nut job. You shared that lifetime. Come on now. (laughs) I'm a nut job. Yeah. You know, I have lots of trees and I, and I love it. Um, but it, it's a time when people get so triggered um, and people get blue and people have these ways of just going into a funk every year. Um, and that's why I think this time makes it especially hard. Um, people have, you know, don't even realize it, but they have, past Christmas memories that go off um, and mm-hmm. down. And, and <clears throat> so it, it's a time where increased drinking, spousal abuses, abuse, um, fighting increases. And it, it's sad to hear that at a time when we should be connecting and rewriting the script, you know, because once you become an adult, you don't have to keep playing that out every year. You don't have to keep getting so down and recreating um, abuse and stress and white knuckling it through New Year's. As adults, we have the power to create whatever we want for that holiday season. And I get on my clients about this all the time. And those who tend to do that and say, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I look at them and I say, but you're an adult. You're all grown up. Why are you not creating something different? Exactly. And and you can create something different by, by re redirecting your brain and getting it to understand it's a time to connect with people. And it's a time to have good intentions. And it's a time to change who you are. And when you give, when you do something creative, when you do something out of the ordinary in your generosity of your time and connecting, you will feel better. You will feel that that energy in yourself shift and change. And it's important. Then you hopefully you will realize, wait a minute, I have the power to do something else. I don't have to be, I don't have to play out isolation and loneliness. 
I don't have to play out doom and gloom. I don't have to play out fighting so hard with everyone. Right. I have to take responsibility to change the script. Yeah. And I have to do something else. And I tell people, especially those who live alone, I say, you got to get connected. Loneliness is an illusion. It is real. Yeah. You'll either play it out or you'll do the work to connect with people. And I, all of my clients will hear me if, if they put up Christmas trees or if they had, you know, believe in Christmas in that way, I want them decorating their homes for Christmas. I want them to bring the light into their house. I want them to feel the warmth and the glow of the light. I want them to bake and fill the house with smells that are soothing. I want them to figure out how they're going to connect with other people and do random acts of kindness. And if they don't want to do that because it triggers and it brings back horrible memories, because I have friends like that who are like, no trees, no this, because they're stuck in some horrible childhood memories of parents who were so freaked out and stressed out over Christmas. It became a nightmare for the kids, the whole preparations thing. You know, a kid knocks knocks a, a tree decoration down, a glass thing, and it shatters, and the mom loses. Some people have this, and I'm like, okay, so you don't want to do that? Do something totally opposite. I don't know, put a disco ball up in your lounge or something, and play some music and dance. Right. I had a person who experienced a fire at Christmas time. It was the most traumatic thing he'd ever mm. been through. Right. And so she white, he, both of them together, they both had their traumas. They white knuckle knuckled Christmas every year. And I yeah. said, you're not changing the script for that, that boy inside. And right. it was a different story. You're not changing the script then. You're, you keep recreating the trauma of the experience mm. by mm. approaching it as, oh my God, it's, it's the holiday that's horrible. Right. No, what happened was horrible. Do something different. I had a good friend who had trauma during the holidays and I looked at her and I said, why don't you suspend your tree from the ceiling and do it upside down then? (laughs) Every year it's upside down. She did it. She did it. And she, she was laughing her ass off and she created the most beautiful tree. I couldn't believe it. I had another one who took a big wall and put nails and did a big lighted tree. It wasn't a real one because they they did not want the smell of pine because pine was a trigger for them. Mm -hmm. Get creative, but don't recreate the trauma by staying stuck in how horrible it is. That's it. Because your trauma is done. Yeah. And if you do that, you will survive every holiday and not move forward. Right. You must move forward in whatever way you create. And it, you know, someone that I worked with years ago um, said, well, I think what I could do is the luminaries out on my sidewalk. I've always loved that. Mm -hmm. And I said, then do it. Then the next year was, you know what? I think I'm going to put lights in the house. And they put lights in the house. And, well, I'm starting to feel better. I think I will bake. Bake. Do, but remember, you have the power to create what you want for yourself, a good intention, the gift to yourself, 
is to recreate this experience so you feel joy, you feel connected, you 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 feel the warmth that you were missing from whatever your trauma experience was. Right. And I think that I think that gift to yourself is is so big and so important. Yeah. And the other gift to the self as well is to really take the burden part off your list. Take the weight off your shoulders. Really sit down realistically and say, what turns this into fun, right? joy, and happiness and excitement? Because you can do that. You can do that. I knew of someone who decided to recreate the holidays and they did put up a tree, but they had each family member um, write down their favorite memory, something they really loved and they put it on the tree. That is so cool. Yeah. And they did it kind of like the advent calendar that each day. Yes. Each day you reveal. Yeah. So that's amazing. And then Christmas morning, they randomly would pick what it was, and they would read it to each other. And they laughed and they, oh my God, I forgot about that. And oh my God. And they connected through the stories or the notes that they put on the tree. I thought this was so freaking brilliant. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to steal that idea. Maybe not this year. I don't know what, what, what we'll do this year, but that is so cool. That is, that is really cool. I thought it was beautiful. And another person um, with their little ones um, had baked treats and put them in bags and they did a treasure hunt on Christmas morning. She lost her job. She was struggling. And I said, it isn't about money. Do something fun. Make it a treasure. I remember with my son, why have a weight problem and chocolate kisses oh my god and we would do treasure hunts in the house where he'd find chocolate kisses and it, and it is such a good exercise especially for little ones because they have to think about things right they have to look they have to touch right. those things are so pre- and you will not forget it you might forget the purse you got six years ago that was under the tree but you're not going to forget the treasure hunt. No, you will not. And neither will your kids, especially if you have kids. You know, people always say, you know, kids don't necessarily care the fact that you paid <laughs> you paid their school fees or that you put a roof over their head. They, they care more about how you made them feel. They care more about, um, and this is to my, 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 there's certain personality types I know, and I, my heart is with you this time of year is the time of year where, you are so stressed about getting the perfect gift for someone. The thing is you have to think about the perfect gift for who though, because who you're trying to satisfy when you're looking for the perfect gift is you not you projecting what you might feel or think is a perfect gift onto someone else who could be just like auntie B here who says, give me a homemade card and I'll be good. And a pin that says best mom ever. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, so again, step out of you for a minute. Get perspective on that. 
And please, whatever you do, please do not go run up your credit cards. Oh, for a one-day affair, I'm begging you, please do not do that. I know people who will spend thousands and thousands of dollars for a day that's over, like any other day, within 24 hours, buying all kinds of stuff that you then spend the rest. You don't want to spend the rest of 2021 paying for Christmas gifts. Let's get real. Mm-hmm. But I know people who've done that in the past. It's not worth it because we're already stressed out as it is. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, you're getting back to that impulsivity issue and not planning. And, you know, I share mine all the time. Look at my Christmas closet with gifts starts in January. I hit biggest sales and I think about my kids. And when we're shopping, I say to my kid, they say, oh, I really like them. Like, yeah, do you like it enough to put it in the Christmas closet? And so I put things in the Christmas closet throughout the year. It does, and it, the secondary thing that it does for me is they don't get what they want when they want it. Right. It can go away for right. 12 months. It can go away right. for 10 months to the point where they forget about it. Right. And now they're at the point where they stop and they think, gosh, do I want that so much? Well, will I want it in 12 months, considering that they know they'll only get access to it in 12 months? Like, well, 12 months from now, will this really be the thing I want? Or is this just a momentary, <gasps> oh my God, you know? It stops from the impulsive shopping. Right. They have a certain amount of money and they're like, oh, do I want to spend it on that? And they have to make decisions and it goes away. It is not instant gratification. Right. And then, uh, you know, when you're leading into November, the shopping is done. And the and the the expense has been taken care of throughout the year. Throughout the year, right? You're not building it up. You stick it in the closet, um, and then you get excited. And and I work with this with even Matthew. I'm like, put it in the Christmas closet. Don't take it right now. Put it in the Christmas closet. You can't have it right now. You don't right. need those boots. Um, but for for families. Watch your impulsivity. Watch wanting instant gratification in gift giving that you just want to make them happy for that moment. But in the long run, you can't afford it. Yeah. And so you are trying to do a pleasure that doesn't work in the long term. It's an instant thing. It's better to not hurt yourself in that way. And then you're going to bed. And when January comes, you've created a whole other amount of stress and problems, which leads to arguments with your spouses, which leads to stressing out at work, which affects your job. It's, It's all connected and has a ripple effect. And so it need you need to stop and think it through. Stop. And get honest with people. Don't feed a facade. Oh, yes. You know, that grandiose self of, you know, I want everyone to think I have all this money. I want everyone to think that I'm the best of the best in gift giving, that I'm the most important in gift giving. It's all crap. It's nonsense. It's an illusion. Total nonsense. And it's time to stop that and just sit for a minute. You know, I have a niece who who's such a hard worker and she struggles financially. She's a single mom. And she made me these wooden gifts. They're, they're like decorations for Christmas. It's mm-hmm. a wooden board that's done and it looks like gifts. 
And I have it out on my front porch. I'll probably post it for people to see it. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Wow. And, she, and I remember her looking at me like, you really like it? I had to make gifts this year. I said, this is the best gift you've ever given me. I truly love this. And I remember her going, oh, good. And she, I went, how did you do it? And, you know, what a great craft idea. I mean, it was brilliant. It was really, really amazing. She said, I found it on Pinterest. Wow. No, please post that. That's great. I love these. The I love, I'm a creative at heart. And so I, I'm, I'm hearing all this and I'm like, I don't have a pen to jot it down, but please do post a picture of it. I think people will love, love, love to see that. It was so um, It's so, it's three, you know, I think the one, one board stands maybe the size of a yardstick, you know, like yeah. has a bow and it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, I knew that she really worked on it and that really touched me. If there is somebody, let's flip this around, that um, has expectations of the best of the best and gets blatantly disappointed that your gift wasn't up to par, that says a lot about them, not you. Yeah, and the thing about it is who set up that expectation to begin with? See, we got we to gotta all take ownership of ourselves and our crap, as you say, because some of us have set up that expectation in people. And so people have come, like you say, to expect that so-and-so gives the best gifts, the most expensive gifts, you know. Um, It may not be that year this year. And so, uh, you know, for those who are the expectors of great gifts, come on now, can we just keep it real for this year? And for years to come, I think this year must have some more, some, some kind of long-term lessons for us. Yeah. So I want to tell you a story. You want a story? Yes. yes. Permission to tell a story. So I grew up in Zimbabwe. Now, Christmas in Zimbabwe, this time of year in Zimbabwe right now is hot, right? It is sweltering hot. So uh, did we have Christmas trees? Yes. We just cut some pines and put them in the house because you know what? We're ex-colonial, so we always did rip <laughs> Yeah, so you can imagine a pine tree in the house. Uh, we don't have snow, so we couldn't we couldn't replicate the snowy right. conditions. But we still sang, you know, Rudolph the Rodney's Reindeer and yeah. Jingle Bells yeah. and the sleigh. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is I grew up in a village. We didn't have that. In the village on Christmas Day, everybody got up. And all we ever got for Christmas, this is the one time in the year you got a new dress, you got a new pair of shoes, and this is the one time in the year where you got to eat as much rice as you wanted. Rice was a delicacy and as much chicken as you wanted because that too was a delicacy. So for us as kids, Christmas was about the new dress, the new pair of shoes. It was about drinking as much Coke and Fanta as you wanted till you were sick. It was right. That was, I tell you, even as I'm thinking it, I'm getting goosebumps of waking up on Christmas morning to the new clothes. You know, and then what we would do is we would walk from homestead to homestead within the village and there'd be music and drums playing at different homesteads. And they'd be, they'd be, we call them sweets, which is candy. They'd be little baskets of candy and sweets just out for the kids to come and dance. And we'd have these dance competitions and whoever won gets the most sweets. We'd go to the local, we used to call them, um, they're just called stores. It's like, a, it's, 
Uh, Guys, if you can imagine just this, it's 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 an <laughs> it's it's a yeah. brick structure. It's got these shelves with little knickknacks, got everything in there. But then the owners of the stores would put out a gramophone. Okay. I'm I'm dating myself now. There'd be a gramophone outside and we would play the LP. You know the long playing records? They'd have those played. And so we'd go from from store to store dancing and then the owners that's when they were generous they would bring out the cooks and the fantas for the kids the best kid got the more sweets or candies that was it that was christmas we spent christmas that that was it so this whole idea of that's why maybe to my kids i'm like nothing i love the fact that we're home together and i love the and fact on christmas we pipe music throughout the house. They are American, so they expect things under a tree. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, and we do that for them. But for Cyril and I, no, it's the connection. The connection. It's the fun. It's the sitting together and eating and sharing stories. Because some of the stories I remember is of, you know, drunken old men, grandpapas, coming to dance with us and with the music and then tottering like, like toddlers and then suddenly <laughs> falling onto the ground because they were just totally out. Because, what? Free booze. They were drinking wherever they could try and drink. And we would laugh and we would make fun of them and they would try to get up and help them up. They'd dance some more and then fall back down. So these are the memories I have of what Christmas is. And, um, you know, all this to say, it does not have to be complicated. It doesn't. It doesn't. It it doesn't have to be the fancy china. It doesn't have to be the, you know, fancy plates and the whatever. By all means, if if you are into that, yes. But not if you're white-knuckling it. Not if it's like, oh, my God, the holiday season is here. We're doing that again. That's right. Just do something different. You're making me, you know, I came from, you know, divorce in the 70s and financial, you know, poverty. And my dad, who came from poverty as well, Mm -hmm. had Christmas spirit like you wouldn't believe. He was the one he wanted the outdoors decorated. We got the Christmas tree with him every year. We used to have a, uh, he worked retail for a second job and he got us this cardboard fireplace. It, it's, it had like wow. a little, like <laughs> tissue paper thing that, you know, was near a light bulb that would spin. And I, I would sit by that thing for hours, just loving it. And my, my parents struggled and they fought and, um, but what I remember is how excited my dad used to get. It's time to get the tree, Mary Grace. And we would just say, okay, dad, I can't wait to get the tree. We got to get the outside decorated. And so it, he, he just fed that Christmas spirit into me. And when we went to our grandparents, I loved, you know, Italians are known, they, they eat chestnuts. They roast Oh, chestnuts. yes. Yes, the roasted they chestnuts. They have the nuts on the table, and they sit around, and they tell one funny story after another. And what used to fill my heart for the year and my soul was hearing them laugh. Yes. And tell these stories. And I had one uncle that was really good at it. And I just would breathe in the room going, okay, there is family 
This works. They're laughing. They're connecting. We might go home and there's another fight tomorrow, but this is a connectedness. Yes, but at that time, in those moments, yeah. In that moment. And so for parents and families that are struggling, I really want you to hear that for the children, that they need for that, that time period, you've got to put aside the arguments. You have to put aside the fight and go to that place of showing children hope, connection. You don't have to agree. You don't, you don't, you know, there's going to be people you don't like in the family, but just connect, go back to the storytelling, go back and dance, go back and play the music, go back and play a game, create a treasure hunt, do something that's different and be honest with everyone, yourself included about financially, what is your limitations right. and, and share it. Say, look, I'm I'm struggling this year. It's hard. I had a a very dear person in my life say, gosh, financially, I'm struggling. And I said, so help me, God. You buy me a a gift this year. You understand, you're going to make me feel guilt. Uh, You want to do something? Bake me some of the cookies that you make. Right. That you do every year. Mm -hmm. I would love that. Or breads or whatever. But I swear to God. And I had a mother who financially, she was horrible, been through bankruptcy and just terrible. And she was so bad with money. And I I said to her, please, mom, as I got older, please don't buy me any gifts. Please understand we go through such a, I go through, and and she she would buy the gift and then have to take it back and return it to the store in January because she couldn't afford it. She couldn't pay the bill to, so I went through this trauma with her gift giving. And one year I said to her, all I want, if you have to get me something, just get me a nice lotion that I wouldn't buy for myself. Ralph Lauren lotion at the time, it was $10. Right. And I said, honest to God, that's all I want. Please hear me. And some people with gift giving, they don't listen when people really say, please don't do this. Please don't do this. Just do something small. Just write me a letter. Tell me how I'm a wonderful dog. It's not about you. It's about them. This is why I was like, you know, if, if you're moving with intention and you're feeling really nervous, because some people have just swiped that credit card but with, a, with a knot in the stomach. Who are you doing this for? Like, you've got a knot in your stomach. You're grinding your teeth now because you know that you're going <laughs> beyond your means. For who? Exactly. To give somebody a, a gift, but they that they didn't ask for. Yeah, sometimes, but it's in your head to be the best gift giver. There's some stuff we all got to get rid of, man. All yeah. these things. What do people yeah. say? Yes. Uh, that's tired in this day and age, especially in the age of COVID. Because who cares what people say? Just do what is right yeah. for your pocket, your budget, your family. Exactly. Yeah. And if they're saying something, you need to see that about them. You need to see the selfishness, the entitlement. You you are not helping them by playing this game. They are struggling with something and you're missing it. It is not a reflection of you. It is a reflection of them. Right. And and I see this get played out. You know, my, my, there are family members that struggle and 
I just say, oh God, this is not a contest. This is not a, let's, let's take gift giving away then. Let, let's, you know, with my, my brother's family, I said, let, let's just draw a name and put a limit on it. $25, $50, whatever it is, small. And you buy one gift. That's it. it. Because this is too much. I, the pain of watching someone struggle financially afterwards, it's too much. It's too much. Well, you know, it's interesting how after Christmas, if you go, because sometimes, you know how in the, you know, just after Christmas, they've got sales and stuff. And you go to the store and there are lines at the customer service desks with people returning gifts because sometimes people give you the gift receipt. And I can see people going with the gift to say, "Uh, no, this is not what I wanted. Uh, Or, you know, some people are returning gifts to get their cards, you know, credited again. And it's like, it's it's not right. It's not right. And, you know, a gift idea, what is that saying? Um, A picture means a thousand words, you know, they're famous. And I do, I say this to clients all the time. If you don't know what to do, if you have a photograph of a beautiful memory and you frame that photograph however you want to frame it homemade with a nice frame whatever you watch the look on that person's face when they get that photograph because all of those beautiful memories will come back to them right that is huge huge a video uh, a voice recording you know that you know even is just your voice reading a story you know we read the the night before christmas every year on christmas eve Right. And one of these years I want to record it. We actually do record it, I think. Um, and I, I, I know when those kids are out of this house, I'm going to be listening to that recording. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, that it's, you know, Barbara keeps using the word intentions. You know, please, everybody sit there and think about that. Sit and think about intentions. Sit and think about connection. And get away from strain and stress and white knuckling. Um, it's just not worth it. And it doesn't do any good. It doesn't work. It no, it doesn't. doesn't work. It's so important to understand that. And please stop because we, we only have a few minutes, I think. Stop recreating trauma if you used to have trauma during the holidays. Stop doing that. You do not. There's many, many Christmases, Hanukkahs, holiday time ahead. I, I tell people all the time, you know, get Wayne County Light Fest is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Every year do the Wayne County Light Fest. We put pajamas on or sweats. We make popcorn. We have waters in the car. And we know it's a night of lights. Right. And we are going to do it again this year and just drive and eat popcorn and recall other times that we did this. And then we go into all the neighborhoods. We found some really cool houses that we visit every year. And we it's our time to connect. That is the key right now. Yeah. So find the fun stuff to do. And do it. And if you are alone, find things to do and connect with others. 
How many times do we bring up meetups on this yeah. show? Yeah. What we're going to do with family actually this year, which I think a lot of people have been doing also for birthdays and stuff, is do a Zoom. Yes. Like we have family in Canada, we have family in South Africa, we have family in, gosh, we just find a time that works because it's different time zones. And then just do a family Zoom. And, and um, you know, you sit there with your little drink. Uh, probably this is how we're going to bring in the new year is we're all going to toast, yeah. you know, yeah. like that. Um, cut cake together or just, just reminisce. Think of Christmas's yes. past. It's yes. an opportunity, too, if you have family members uh, who are not there, maybe, maybe, you know, for example, with our families now, uh, the children's grandfather on my husband's side, he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, and then my dad passed away so so long ago. So we 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 use it as also a, a, an opportunity to bring in the ancestry and the ancestors and to tell oh, stories like I told yes. you of the old world and yes. and how Christmas yes. was so different from from what it looks like outside, from the different things that the d- different traditions uh, that we developed uh, in the village for Christmas and. The girls are always like, why don't we incorporate some of those traditions here? You yeah. know, like yeah. now the dance party, the impromptu dance party has become a part of our tradition here, where as we're cooking, we've got music playing and we're dancing up a storm in the kitchen. Just, you know, me and the girls and my mom, if she's around, if we have family members, like in the past, when my sister would come from Chicago and the one in Swaziland would come over. It's a whole vibe, right? Yes. The African village right here in Ann Arbor yes. while we're cooking. Yes. My kids love that because it helps them connect with source. It helps them connect with, with, with their, their origin, so to speak. But then there's also the American element, which is the tree over there and then the opening of presents right. and, and, and that. Right. So create new and valuable yes. and meaningful Rituals. things that don't yes. cost anything. It's a ritual. It doesn't right? cost it. Cost penny. That's right. That's right. You know? Truly. I mean... We, whenever I'm cooking, I always have, you know, Dino, Dean Martin, and Frank Sinatra. And yes. It's it's so loud, and I'm, you know, singing Amore in the kitchen. And I was so touched. I got into my son's car the other day, and I heard Frank Sinatra. And I looked at him. I said, do you listen to this? He goes, Yeah. And I was Isn't it always amazing when you find them that listening to the music you used to play in the car when they were little and they had no choice yes. but to listen. And then now as teenagers, you ride with them in their car and they're playing shocked. your music. And it's like. I'm shocked. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. I, sh- I mean, I remember riding in my dad's car and hearing that and hearing mm-hmm. Neil Diamond and Johnny Cash. I mean, right. I, I remember <laughs> you know, which gives you my age. For those of you that don't know what an eight track is, look it up, Google it, you'll find it. Um, but yeah, um, so oh, please, people, breathe. We want Barbara and I want you to breathe, and we I want you to have a grand old time. I really yes. want you to just feel the love, create the love, yes. Yes. be the change in your family that you want to see. If things aren't working out because everybody gets stressed out, can you just take on that mantle already? Can you be the leader and just switch it up? Okay. They will love you for doing it. And they will appreciate you kind of infusing new energy into this holiday season and kind of bringing people into perspective about 
what really matters? What is the real gift of this holiday season? And so thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate you. And to, and don't forget, connection is the key. Connection and intention is the key. Whether it's Christmas, New Year's, birthdays, communions, whatever it is that you are celebrating, uh, just keep remembering that, that connection and intention is the key. And slow down. And on that note, we wish everyone a great evening, evening and take care until next time. All right, guys. Love you lots. Take care. Happy holidays. Bye now.